Yeah. 
celebrate you and the gift that you are, that you came as human to earth to save and set free those who are lost, those who are in darkness. And tonight we celebrate with joy the gift that you are, Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. Would this service be an offer of reverence and adoration to you? We offer these things in your name, Jesus. All God's children say, amen. You can be seated. Daniel 2, 20 through 22. Blessed by the name of God forever and ever, to whom belong wisdom and might. He changes times and seasons. He removes kings and sets up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals deep and hidden things. He knows what is in the dark. He knows what is in the darkness, and the light dwells with him. Daniel two twenty two through twenty Daniel two twenty through twenty two. This is Christ the King. 
Hello? Hello, everyone. We are the Galindos. Uh, my name is Juan. This is... Stephanie. <laughs> this is our daughter. Emilia. And our son. Antonio. <laughs> A reading from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, verses 8 through 14. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory <clears throat> of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But an angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring, to you, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. Glory to God in the highest. Our Lord has come. Glory to God. He set the captives free. Glory to God. Jesus brings peace and love and joy. Glory to God. We bow our hearts in adoration. Glory to God in the highest. Please join me in a word of prayer. In adoration of our King and Savior Jesus, we bow our hearts. Thank you, God, for not leaving this world to darkness, for sending your eternal Son as the light of the world. You reveal to us your glory. You offer us hope and new life and joy. Soften our hearts to the beautiful and continual work of your hands. Help us to trust you more fully, to serve you more joyfully, and to find all satisfaction in you. All glory to you, God, in the highest heaven. Amen.
offer us hope and new life. With your spirit, God, Emmanuel, God with us, speak to our hearts. Would you soften us to your very presence this evening? Jesus, we love you. We offer this service to you for your glory. Amen. Choir, you can be seated. Amen. Merry Christmas. What a joy it is to gather together and celebrate Jesus. Uh, for those that are here for your first time or first time online watching, thank you so much for coming and thank you for the rest that are here. Um, what, what a joy it is to be together. My name is James. I'm one of, of the pastors here at Northview and uh, thank you for coming. I hope that tonight you may encounter Jesus, our Lord and our Savior. Um, and we'd love the chance to connect with you. There's a connect card in all of your seats. If you're here first time or not set up, please fill it out. We, we would love to have the chance to be able to connect with you and even up some follow-up questions about what it was like for you tonight. But tonight, we get to celebrate Jesus' birth, and that is awesome. As that last song sang, which was written by two of our own, of, of, of written by, by Terry and John Harris, and that's just awesome. Um, thank you guys for that beautiful song. Um, join with the angels in singing, and that's what we get to do tonight. Uh, as they've been, they've been singing a lot tonight, as we've already had a few baptisms this evening. And um, I was just actually meditating this past week on this is a, a rough Christmas for me and our family. Just my father just passed away recently. And I know there's many others that have had major losses just recent. But I was meditating this past week about the reality. It's, it's, my, it's our first Christmas without my dad, which is really hard because he was Santa and was like a famous Santa of the year. He did a lot of stuff. But it's his first Christmas with Jesus. And that's pretty awesome. We talk about joining with the angels and singing. We get to do that and kind of imagine that. But right now, my father father is literally with the angels singing as he's in the very presence of God. And many of our loved ones are in that place. And that is just awesome that one day we will experience that in all its fullness. But we want to talk about tonight was the coming of Christ. We get to experience it even now in some beautiful ways. And so for those who, who experience the reality of Jesus's love and his gift of salvation of life, we get to genuinely sing with the angels and join in with them of rejoicing. And all the saints of history as we get to explore God's creation for all eternity with him. But right now, we get to rejoice with him and celebrate life. For those uh, of you who are here tonight, and, and, and maybe you're here because a relative brought you, and this is kind of the one time a year that you give in to your mom's guilt and her shame, and you let her bring you along, or maybe you're here just because you recognize that at least once a year you should just check in with God, or at least make an effort, and we're so thankful that you could be here. But if you're here, and you're not really sure about Jesus and this whole God thing, thank you for, for coming. And I want to ask, just for this next, the rest of this, of this service, I want to make a request, and that is that you would just open your heart and your mind to the possibility that Jesus really is who he says he is. That his love for us is really just as amazing and wonderful as he claims. And that he can change our lives forever. Just for tonight, begin to open up your heart to the possibility of that reality and see what God wants to do. And so let's just pray as we get started tonight. And so Jesus, we just come to you, Lord. And tonight we celebrate you, Christ's Mass as we gather and celebrate your birth, Lord Jesus, and that you came to earth, not that you just came to give your life once, but you've given breath and life to us twice, once at creation, when you created us and you breathed your life into us, and then again, after we threw it away, you've come again with your death to give your life for us, that, to breathe your life into us again, as you gave your life for us on the cross to take away our shame, take away our pain, to take away our sin, and to draw us back into fellowship with you, Jesus. Thank you for the life that you've given us, for this life and for all of eternity. And so today we celebrate you, Jesus. We celebrate your birth, your life, your death, and all of who you are. Amen. How good is God? 
Amen? He is awesome. And, and we don't have to wait to experience his joy and his peace and his love, but he offers it to us here and now. One of my favorite passages anywhere in scripture is John 10, 10, that says that Jesus came. He came at Christmas, the best Christmas verse there is, that we may be given life and have it to abundance. That's why he came, that we would have life and experience life in him here and now and for all of eternity. And so in a little bit, we're going to be doing a, a baptism, at least one. And we're going to have some people, at least one person wants to share with, with us a public confession that they have decided to, to give their lives to Christ. And they decided to believe him and to actually follow him. And I say at least one because just like we did with first service, we felt tonight as we were doing this that we were supposed to have an open baptism, just an open request. And so the baptismal is currently empty and it won't hopefully be empty all night long. We have one that'll happen in just a few minutes and then we're opening up to anyone else that God may put upon your heart to be baptized tonight. If you're here tonight and you're like, that's a little weird, no way I'm responding, don't worry, we got it covered. We got you set up. If you thought, I don't have clothes, I don't have what I need. We got in the back room, we got a room that's heated, we got extra clothes, we got extra shirts, dark shirts just to make sure. We have a uh, uh, hair, uh, hair uh, what is it, uh, hair dryer in there. We got everything you need. In fact, we even have a professional hairdresser to the stars that's there to redo your hair even better than when you first came in. We have all those things except probably one. Uh, that last one maybe isn't, doesn't exist. But um, we're, we're here and we're ready because we believe that God is speaking and he's going to keep speaking and he wants to have happen. And, and this morning we saw a couple people respond in, in beautiful and wonderful ways. Um, and I, I just tell you that now, just so you have a chance to begin now wrestling with the Lord if you've been in that place of, ah, I don't know where I'm at. Uh, and if you're younger, if you're under high school age or something, if you feel like that's you, please first communicate to your parents and make sure that they're on board and that they're here and present. We don't want to do anything without them. All right. So tonight there is no uh, children's ministry, and so I'm going to keep it much shorter. My children were very grateful for that uh, this, during first service, and uh, I want to just jump in. So tonight's message is, is called Follow. And that's because what we are called to do, especially at Christmas, is this, this calling is upon us to follow Jesus. And, and if you don't know, to follow Jesus actually means to be apprenticed unto Jesus. And the word apprentice is a word that, that comes from the trade industry. And, and whether it be from like a master woodworker who would have an apprentice that would apprentice under him, mean that they would, be, they would follow that master everywhere they went and learn everything they did. For years, it's a process. And they would learn from them. They'd, they, they would learn, watch everything they did, and then they would do what that is. And at that, and anciently in the Jewish times, the, the rabbis would have apprentices that would apprentice under them, that would be trained by them. They would spend years following in their footsteps, literally walking behind them and sleeping near them. And their, their desire was to talk like them, to eat like them, to be like them, to believe like them. Everything they would mimic and try to be just like their master rabbi. In fact, in, in, in the Mishnah of the Jewish holy writings, there's a passage of Vat 1-4 where it says that a, an apprentice is supposed to be covered in the dust of their rabbi, right? The idea that they walk so closely behind them that as they kick up the dust and the dirt of that time that the, the apprentices should actually be covered in the dust of the people that they're following, right? And that's an image that we use to follow Christ. To follow Christ means we are to become like him in every way and how we live and how we love. So following Jesus is not just saying, I believe a bunch of stuff about Jesus or I believe he exists, but to follow Jesus actually to apprentice after him to become like Christ in how we live and how we love and how we engage the world around us. And some of you here tonight, maybe you're an atheist or an agnostic. Maybe at one point you believed and, and you, you, you followed in some ideas growing up, but you've turned away in some way, or maybe you've never actually followed Jesus at all. And, and the reality is I completely understand why people are atheists and agnostics, especially those that have hung out with followers of Christ, right? Because oftentimes hanging around Christians and, and especially so many Christians today that they call themselves followers of Jesus, 
but their life looks nothing like him. They're not covered in any dust from him at all. You would never even notice anything about their life that's different anyway from the world. Maybe you've around those kinds of people, you've seen those kinds of people as Christians, you've turned away and just said, I want nothing to do with that Jesus. And the truth is, I, I want nothing to do with that Jesus either. I fully understand. For so many people, Jesus is, is just another name for God. Right? God's on this hilltop somewhere, and there's many different paths up the mountain to him. And we can say, Jesus is just one of many ways. You can follow Jesus up the mountain, or you can follow Buddha, you can follow Vishnu, you can follow the, the flying spaghetti monster. That's a real weird thing. Um, or you can follow you know, transcendentalism or something to get to the top of the mountain. Like It's just all different paths to get to the same end result for many people. And, and why would I choose to follow Jesus? But the truth is, we celebrate Christmas because what's different and so beautiful at Christmas time that we get to celebrate is that Jesus didn't, God did not just wait for us to climb up some mountain to him, but God became one of us. He came down to earth as one of us, gave his life for us. And he does not wait for us to earn our way to receive him, but he has given his life for us. He is Emmanuel, God with us, and he has come to give his life so that we can experience life in him. We don't have to climb a mountain. He has come to us and meets us here. And there's not many paths to get to him. There is one, and his name is Jesus. His name is Emmanuel. God with us is what that name means. And at Christmas time, that is what we celebrate is that God came to earth as man, as one of us. We don't have to fight to get to him. He fought and gave his life for us. And he invited us to come and be part of his life. And he's speaking to us right now, inviting us to follow him. If you're not actively following Jesus, I mean actively, if he is not Lord of your life right now, he's speaking to you right now. Just tune your heart to listen to him. He's always speaking, just like he spoke thousands of years ago to his disciples. And in the time of Jesus, there was fishermen out fishing, the guy, a couple of guys named Peter and Andrew, and they were in a boat fishing, and Jesus came to them and said, follow me while they're fishing. And they got up and heard his voice and followed him. And then a little later, there was a guy named Matthew as a tax collector who was literally out of booth stealing money from his own people. And Jesus walks up and says, follow me, Matthew. And Matthew sets aside all his money and wealth and comes and follows Jesus. He does it with so many, but it wasn't just those who were later in Jesus' life, but even right as Jesus was born. Rarely is the Christmas story ever told without the story of of when people talk about the three wise men of these people, or sometimes talk about three kings from the Orient, whatever it may be. There's great songs out there about them. But actually the text, the scriptures don't actually speak of three wise men. That's not the words it used. It doesn't speak of three anywhere. But the ancient script text, what it actually speaks of is there is a group of people called magi. That's the word that's used. Magi. And what word do you think we get from magi? What does that sound like? Kind of sounds like magic. Magicians. The reality is they were not wise men as we know them today. These men, they were actually astrologers. The wise men from Persia, they were astrologers. They, they were not what we think of magicians, maybe like uh, David Blaine or, or Penn and Teller just performing magic tricks. But they were known as the wise men of that age, just like Daniel was. If you know the story of Daniel being thrown in the lion's den, along with his buddies, the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, all of them were wise men of Babylon at that point, put into the king's service. And they were tr- what they were trained in was to read the stars. They were astrologers, not astronomers, not like understanding the science, but under divining the will of God through the stars and through other things. They were wise men, as they were called at that time. But there we know as astrologers. Their job was to look at the stars and determine what are the gods doing. They weren't followers of God. They weren't followers of Jesus. They were pagans who were serving the kings by divining the future. And God comes to these pagans, and he speaks to them. And how does God speak to astrologers obsessed with the stars? 
he gives them a star to follow. And they follow the star to Jesus. And they follow Jesus. And so Jesus came to earth to bring us back to him, and he is speaking to us here and now at this moment to find him, to follow him. And maybe tonight, maybe he, he, he's speaking through a star. We have a, a beautiful one up here. Maybe he's speaking through that one. Maybe it's through a vision. As you know, so many of my friends, we, my wife and I, we just moved back to America from overseas. From, we've been missionaries for a couple decades over there. And where I worked with Muslims, most of, my, most of my Muslim or former Muslim brothers, the way they actually hear the voice of God initially is kind of a weird thing. It's through visions and dreams. The majority of Muslim men I know and women that have come to Christ, and that's a lot of them, it's primarily first through a vision they receive where Jesus shows up in a vision or a dream. We just shared a story about that here last week. And so maybe it's through a vision or a dream, but so often the way God speaks, it's not even through fishing or, or through tax collectors. It's, it's through a, a quickening of the heart as the Spirit speaks to us. And maybe tonight he's speaking to us in that way. Something's going on, a, a, a quickening of the heart, a, a lump in the throat. May, maybe it's through the worship. Maybe it's even through some of the words I'm sharing tonight. But God is speaking and he's calling us to follow him. Again, not just to believe he exists. Not just to say, well, sure, I'll take some forgiveness for my sins. But to say, Jesus, I want to follow you. I want to give my life to you. I want you to be Lord of my life. I I don't fully understand what that means. I don't fully understand how you work. But I know that you created me for more than just serving myself and my own pleasure. And I want to follow you. I want my life increasingly to be like yours. And so tonight we're going to have a baptism just right now to celebrate that reality of of someone that's that's made that decision in their life to turn from death to life and, and tonight wants to make that public confession before us of what God has been doing in their life. And so I'm going to invite Ryan, if you want to come forward tonight, and we have a, a mic over here for you, right here at the edge. Turn on. There you go, man. Right. Yeah, how's it going? Cameron, can you turn the lights down so I don't blind everyone with my legs? Good. How's it going? My name's Ryan. Uh, yeah, thanks. Woo! Um... I feel really lucky to be able to do this today. This is like the perfect time for me to do this. It's like being reborn. Like, I've spent so much of my time in my past, like, living in the dark and living for the wrong things, trying to think that I can make the decisions to make my life better when all along it was God doing it. It wasn't me. Like, I had so many incidents, like, of just people coming into my life that has like opened my eyes so much and given me so much worth and I can see it now as uh, how do I like I can see it better now looking back into my past because at the time you know you always see things and you take things for granted and you oh yeah that person's really nice or oh yeah they did this for me but me looking back from where I was to where I am now, I don't know where I'd be without my wife. I, I honestly have zero idea where I'd be. Um, I t- and I treated her so poorly. I did s- so many bad things in my life and so many terrible decisions and my family and just everyone around me. I, I'm so sick of that. I'm so sick of those ways. I'm so sick of that time. 
I just want to be the person that God wants me to be. And I see it right now. And I, I'm so thankful for everyone, the Howells, the Wagners, the Steen, like all these people that have came into my life and just showed me like, hey, you're, you're meant for way more than this. Like, I, I just love God. I'm so happy. And I don't know. I just want to thank everyone for everything they've ever done for me. And I'm ready to do this. Like, just dunk me. Let's go. See how much water you can get on Shannon in his white pants. I will. <laughs> <laughs> You're good right there. Awesome. Awesome, Ryan. Do you confess that Jesus is your Lord and Savior? Yes. Yes, I do. And do you commit to follow him all the days of your life? 100%. Amen. Guys, would you stand as we pray for him? Come on, guys. Father, I know you are rejoicing over Ryan's decision to follow you, to make you the leader of his life. Lord, thank you so much that you have pursued him through darkness, through good times and bad. Lord, and you've never given up on him. Lord, we thank you for the good God that you are. Father, I pray that you would protect him in the days to come. Um, would you just empower him to be bold and strong for you as he shares the love that you poured out on him to other people. Father, make them strong as a family. Uh, Lord, we lift them up to you. In Christ's name, amen. Amen. Dude, so awesome. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So beautiful. You know, first service, we, for the three, I guess, three o'clock service, we call it first service, but at the three o'clock service, we had a, a a few other baptisms, and uh, one of them was, was Sky. I don't know if you had a chance to get to know Sky, but Sky is Evan Gamber's uh, fiance. And as she was up here, there's some, some photos of, of, of Sky and, and some of the others that were baptized. And uh, Sky just started coming here just a, a few months ago as she got to know Evan, and, and she also shared, similar to, to Ryan, that just a, a life of pain, a life of decisions that weren't going the right way and creating greater pain and, 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 and so much heartache and loss. And she found Evan around that time who was also in a place of pain. And Evan shared how, you know, some of you, a lot of you would know Evan Gamber. Some of this room have grown up with him or even part of his leaders. And Evan's one of those guys that, that gave his life to Christ at an early age and followed him as part of our church from the age of 11 and, and went through everything. But then after leaving, he turned hard the other way as he just got up here and shared and, and just went as far the other way as he could, hated God, hated anything to do with God. Until just recently, at the same time of meeting up with, with Sky, that he turned his life around and followed Christ again. And, and Sky was up here to share the, the beauty of, of, of following Christ and experiencing him. Just like Ryan shared. 
and we can literally see life in, in her eyes. I was, as, as the sky was up here, I was like, man, I wish I could put sky today and sky of like six months ago on the stage, just because you can see a difference, for those that know it. There's a difference. It's almost like God is actually real, almost like he, wants to come, he came to give us his life, almost like he's worth following. Incredible testimonies. Thank you, Ryan and family, for being willing to let us share in that joy and to witness people on Christmas Day of all days to experience life in Jesus. We're going to have uh, at least another baptism after, afterwards. And those of you that are in that place of kind of wrestling, if you've never been baptized before, even if you've been following Christ for 20, 30, 10 years, or even just for a few days, and yet you've never actually been baptized, that opportunity will be before you here in, in, in just a few minutes. So you can start wrestling with the Lord on that. But I want to look again at Luke chapter 2. We read it earlier, and it's, it says this in Luke chapter 2, verse 6. He says, And while they were there, the time came for Mary to give birth. And as she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch of their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And an angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy. There will be for all the people. And here it is, verse 11. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. That's the key. Jesus, our Savior, who is Christ the Lord. Following Jesus, yes, He is our Savior. And He saves us from our sin. He pays the penalty. But trusting Him as Jesus, we don't just trust Him as someone that we believe stuff about Him or believe He exists or even just believe that He takes our sins away, but He is Lord, and that means following Him as Lord, conforming our lives to be like His, being covered in His dust, experiencing His life, and increasingly experiencing that our lives increasingly look like His life in the way we live and the way we love. You see, Christmas isn't about warm fuzzies. It's not about hot cocoa and trains going around the tree and frango mints and cheesy uh, Hallmark movies and fruitcake and presents and cookies or even time with family. Though those aren't bad things. Well, two of them are. I mean, fruitcake and cheesy Hallmark movies are not worth watching or taking part in, though it seems much of the the country would disagree with that on me, including my wife who is addicted to them. Uh, Not fruitcake, the other one. does anyone actually like fruitcake? Such a weird thing. But in fact, many of these traditions are beautiful traditions. Many of them are. And especially as we've come back from overseas and be part of American culture again, we're trying to develop some traditions as well. But, but those aren't why we celebrate Christmas. If we're not careful, in fact, each of those things that we put so much energy into can actually distract us of why we celebrate Christmas. And I know, especially here in America, so many people try to conjure up that Christmas spirit, whatever that means, of the warm fuzzies and the cozy feelings and all that stuff. And it'd be so much energy is put into trying to create that Christmas thing that we're after. That in fact, if, if we're honest, we can often get to the point where Jesus feels like an inconvenience of trying to just fit him into all of our Christmas activities, which is insane when you think about it, of trying to take time for Jesus as we celebrate his birthday can actually feel like a burden in our overstimulated, consumer-driven culture. Like, how do we do this Jesus stuff? I have all these other things to do as I try to celebrate his birthday. But Jesus didn't come so that we have warm fuzzies or Christmas spirit. He came to reconcile us back to God. 
and, and he could have actually done that a whole lot easier than the way he did it, but instead he came fully human and lived over 30 years as one of us. He became human not only so that he could die and forgive us our sins, but Jesus did all of that because he wanted to not just show us that he could die for our sins, but he wanted to show us what it means to live. So we can be empowered by his Holy Spirit to live and love the way that he does. Jesus did this. We celebrate Christmas. One of the primary reasons, because he shows us what it means to be human. He showed us how to live, how to experience life, so we can follow him and not just sing songs about him, not just believe he existed, but, or, or just say, you know, Jesus, thank you so much for paying for my sins. I'll, I'll try to pop into church sometime and, and, and say hello, and, and hopefully everything works out well, and someday I'll, I'll see you in heaven if my good deeds outweigh the bad, and hopefully that all works out but he came so that we might actually follow him. For him to be Lord of our life. To change the way we love. To change the way we live to be like his. And so having those traditions is great. And again, we're trying to develop those as a family. Been in America for a couple of years now. And, and we're, we're starting doing like the Christmas lights traditions and that's fun. And we're trying to do the cheesy movie tradition and that's less fun. And we're trying to you know, do those other things and tell the Christmas story and that's awesome. Or, and our, our most favorite, less, or probably least favorite tradition that's becoming the biggest Christmas tradition for us is to see how many social events we can cancel because of our children keep passing germs around with one another, right? And right now we just passed about eight weeks of canceling social events and that's yay for us. Um, I'm an extrovert, so that's painful. Lord, please let that tradition end as soon as possible. But Christianity can, can often just become more cultural than anything else. We say, you know, I'm a Christian because... I believe Jesus existed or because my parents were or because, you know, I grew up in the church and that's just what I'm supposed to believe and it's what's convenient. One of the things I love to do is to listen to uh, uh, comedians who, not Christian ones, but comedians who used to be Christians at one point and hear their take on American Christianity because they just have a great take on this weird conglomeration of Christian culture and the way they see it from outside eyes. And recently listening to someone, uh, Taylor Tomlinson's a famous comedian, and, and she had this great line where she was talking about how, she says, you know what, even after all I've given up on God, I, she goes, I still believe in God. And she says, you know, I, I think because I've invested way too much time in God. And she says, because if God isn't real, it means I've told the wind a whole lot of secrets over the years. And I refuse to believe that because that would make me really sad. Um, but she grew up Christians and yet holds an affinity for God, but not towards Christianity. One of the primary reasons is, as she would say, is because of Christians who, who say they follow Jesus, but they don't actually look any different. It just looks like a system of beliefs and they don't actually see Jesus when they look at him. And so we're here tonight not to reminisce about Christmas traditions or even sing about a baby in a manger, but because the God of the universe from the beginning of time had a perfect fellowship among himself, the Father, the Son, the Spirit. We call that the Trinity. And they existed for all of eternity in perfect delight and love with one another. And at some point in eternity past, they got together, it's recorded in Scripture, and they said, let us make man in our image. Why? because they wanted to take the love and delight that they had amongst themselves and pour it and multiply it exponentially into creation. That's why we exist. Why are we here? Because the God who created the universe said, I want to take the love we have among ourselves and pour it into a creation. Even knowing that we would reject them and walk away, they still did it. And we're here tonight because God came fully human to earth as fully God and fully human. The creator of cosmos stepped in as a baby into this planet and lived for over 30 years fully human here. Not just so that we'd be reconciled, which is awesome, but he also limited himself. He became fully human in every way. 
Why? So he could show us what it means to follow him, to show us what it means to be human. We don't celebrate Christmas yet to talk about a divine baby who was crying through the night, or if you sing away in, your main, in, this, or away in the manger, for some reason he's not crying in that song. But we, we celebrate Christmas that, because the God of the universe became one of us. Jesus Christ, Emmanuel. The word Emmanuel just means God with us. And he lived a life we could not live so that he would be Lord of our lives and we could live as he has, empowered by him to live and love the way that he does. To reconcile us back into his family, yes, to pay the penalty for our sins, yes, but to call us to follow him, to apprentice after him, not just believe a bunch of stuff and say, I concur but to actually, by His Spirit, live and love the way that He does, to reform our thinking, our living, and our being, to become like Jesus, to be covered in His dust. Christmas is about Jesus becoming one of us and saying, follow me, I will show you what living looks like. I will show you what it means to experience life. So as we celebrate Christmas today, it's not just to have a nice service tonight. It's by honoring him with our lives that our lives will be like a thank you letter to Jesus of actually increasingly, practically, intentionally living and loving like him. And so today, or today or tonight, if, if you follow Jesus, maybe you've been a, a cultural Christian for a while. Christianity is just something that you do. It's just something you believe. It's, you do it because your parents did. Or maybe you're too invested to do anything else and it's just practical. Today is the day to, to say to Jesus, you know, Jesus, I, I don't want to just feel better. I don't want to just have a, a belief system that I agree to, but I want to experience life in you, Jesus, tonight, starting now. I don't want to just believe something because my parents did or because it made sense when I was a kid or because I'm too invested to turn away. I want to experience the life that you created me for. I know I was created for more than just pursuing my own pleasure. So for some reason, you're here tonight and, and yes, you, you, you believe that he exists and you may even call yourself a Christian. Maybe you even lead a community group and you, and you come regularly. But the question is, are you following Jesus? Is he Lord of your life? Are you covered in his dust from living and loving like him? Is your life increasingly looking like that of Jesus and how you live and how you love and that your life is impacting all those around you? Are you increasingly experiencing his life within your life? Are you experiencing his empowering presence, empowering you to live in love like he does? If not... If your faith is primarily a belief system that's stuck in your head of just a moral behaviors of do this or don't do that, oh, right now, come to Jesus. And I encourage you to pray, even now as I'm sharing, and to say, Jesus, is this what you died for? Are you cool with this arrangement we have, Jesus? Pray and say, Lord, are you, are you okay with this? That I'll acknowledge you exist and maybe every once in a while I'll come and, and give honor to you and go to a church or say that you exist. And, and as a result, I expect you to pay for my sins and I expect for, to live in eternity and kind of ignore you here and for all of eternity. Uh, Jesus, are you really okay with this arrangement? I'll acknowledge your existence and you do everything else and I'll just ignore you and maybe try to do better someday. Be honest with him, right? Is that what your life is about? Because so many Christians have accepted Jesus as Savior, but rejected Jesus as Lord. At some point, we've made a decision to follow him, what we would call that, but really it's just believing that he existed. But the truth is, even the demons believe that. 
Every person that was alive when Jesus resurrected from the dead, it was a public thing. Everyone believed that in Jesus, but not many followed. This disconnect between following a Savior and Lord is a disconnect that Scripture knows nothing about. In the book of Acts alone, it speaks of Jesus as Lord 92 times. It speaks of Jesus as Savior twice. This is a disconnect that Scripture knows nothing about. And I heard someone say, we can't use Jesus as Savior and refuse Him as Lord. In Matthew chapter 7, Jesus says that there are many people who will believe in me. They'll even go through all the motions of acting like Christians and doing some Christian stuff sometimes. And, and, and they'll actually, but they don't actually know me or live like me. And Jesus gives a terrifying statement about these people. He says, I will say I never even knew them. Now, that's the JV version, not the King James version, but James's version. Um, similar to the original, but... That's basically what Jesus is saying. I I never knew you. If you just go through the motions and just believe I existed, who cares? Even the demons do that. If you're standing before God right now, would it be clear that he is Lord of your life? If not, come to him right now on this Christmas day and say, Jesus, I want to follow you. Not just believe you existed. I want my life to be like yours. I want to experience your life coursing through me by your spirit, and I want to follow you with my life. I don't want to just believe in you. I want to follow you. I want to be covered in your dust. I want to be Lord of my life. I want to apprentice to you. When Evan got up here and shared, I mean, he shared first service that he followed Jesus and then just completely walked away. And maybe some of you are in that place that you've, you had something that didn't really seem real. It was just in your head and you've walked away and you're like, been there, done that, got the t-shirt, not going back again. But it's because you didn't know the life of Christ. You didn't turn away from Jesus. You turned away from a belief system that was dead and lifeless. Jesus saying, come to me, experience my life and follow me. So I pray, Jesus, I want to experience your life tonight. And maybe you're here tonight and you wouldn't actually call yourself a follower of Christ at this point. Maybe you used to go to church a long time ago or you've never gone before. Maybe you've been put off, put off by all the hypocrites in church and there's a lot of us. Or maybe you've had to run after your own pleasures and it's just been too enticing. But you realize this. Evan was up here saying, he's like, I pursued every possible way of trying to get life from this world, he said up here just a few minutes ago when he was here. And he's like, I have done, you name it, whatever thing I could pursue to try and experience life by the world's standards. I've been there, done that. And it only brought death. Maybe all this just feels kind of strange to you. And yet somehow there's this thing beating. This spirit is speaking in some way right to your heart right now saying, respond to me, follow me. Maybe it's not the star that you're seeing or the vision that you're seeing, but you recognize that Jesus is drawing you to him and it's a quickening of your heart right now. It's that thumping in your chest that you can't put away. Whether you've never responded to him before, you've responded a hundred times and maybe you've called yourself a Christian for years, but there's something going on right now and you're like, Lord, I need to respond to you right now. I want to encourage you to respond to him tonight. Jesus Emmanuel, God with us, is here right now, and he breathes life into our lives. And if you're feeling him speak to you right now, when you listen to your heart and in your quiet moments and you're tired of experiencing kind of the despair that haunts you and that emptiness that just keeps growing, every time you taste sin, it feels good immediately, but then it just turns rotten in your heart. 
You're in a place where you're just tired of, of fighting for meaninglessness. And if you don't want to carry shame and condemnation anymore, if you realize that there might be a God who loves you and longs for you, Jesus, Emmanuel, he's here right now and he wants to dwell with us. He wants us to turn our lives to him and to follow him. And so I want to give us a chance to respond to him right now. The best way I can possibly think of to celebrate Christmas is with the gift of new life. And so the Lord's been speaking to you right now. I want to pray with you. Again, whether you've, you've been following Jesus for a long time and it's just been something that's in your head. We had a baptism just a few minutes ago. Someone saying, you know, I've been a Christian for a long time, but it's entirely in my head. It's never actually worked out in my life. And we got to baptize her just a few minutes ago before you guys walked in. And she said, I want to give him my life. I want him to be Lord of my life. And some of you are in that place tonight. I want to challenge you, respond to him. Or if you're at that place that you're here, you don't know why you're here, of how your mom actually dragged you here or why you finally gave in, but you feel that thing rising in your heart and Jesus is saying, respond to me right now. That's him speaking to your heart right now. So I want you to pray with me if you're in either of those camps. And let's pray together. We just say, Jesus, you are Emmanuel, Jesus. You are God with us. You are a Savior and our Lord. And today, Jesus, I want to put my hope in you, not in myself. Jesus, today I'm asking you to forgive me of my sin. And I want to commit my life to you. I want you to be Lord of my life, Jesus. Help me, Lord, to reorient my life to yours. Jesus, I need your life. I'm failing on my own. I need your love. I can't do it on my own anymore. I give you my life. Amen. Amen. Oh, if you just prayed that prayer with me, the angels are rejoicing over you. My dad too, right next to him. And so I'm going to give a chance in just a minute here to respond publicly if you want to. No pressure. You don't have to do a public response, but you have the opportunity to baptize tonight if you want. Again, whether you were accepted Christ years ago or baptized as a child or whether you've just never made the decision to actually get baptized or whether just now you prayed the prayer and you realize, I need to respond. In Scripture, there is no example of anyone in the Bible being baptized where it was not immediately following salvation. There's no idea of a delayed baptism or let's wait for a class. or No, that's nowhere found in Scripture. That's man trying to make sense of the Bible in weird ways. It's always right after. And baptism isn't a funky thing. It's just a symbol where it's a public confession of our salvation. Just saying, Jesus, I want to tell the world that I choose to follow you. And so the symbol is we go into the water and we are buried with Christ as we go under the water. We are dying to our old life and we come out. We say, I'm born again with you, Jesus. That's all it is. And we do it as a public confession with our brothers and sisters. And so... We're going to open up. we got an empty baptismal pool over here, and I hope at least one person will want to jump in there, hopefully more. And so we're going to now move into a time of worship, and we're going to start with a video that's going to show here. And as that begins, I'm going to just step over here, and if you feel like the Lord is pushing on your heart right now, respond. Don't wait. Just respond. Just come over. Hang out with me. we got a room in the back that's warm with all the stuff you'll possibly need to get ready, and we can jump in and do a baptism right now as we finish with worship this morning. No pressure. You want to do it tonight. The opportunity's there. Ross, do more baptisms next week. You're welcome to do it then as well. But respond to Jesus today. Don't delay. And let's celebrate with Jesus the beauty of following him. Amen? All right. Jesus, we just thank you so much for your gift of life. Speak to us today. For those of us who have been following you for a long time, Lord.
Get us up out of our complacency and apathy. And today, may it go from our head to our hearts to our feet as we start getting covered in your dust of following you.
Well, we have uh, someone who would like to get baptized. We want to celebrate with them this morning. Please feel free to come on down. And that is Lenora has come forward and said that she would like to be baptized today. And this is just beautiful. You want to just stand up here so we can see you? Lenora Hanley is an amazing young woman. And the reality is I don't often... It's not my favorite thing to baptize young, younger children because things can often change, but this family's incredible and this woman is incredible, and I know this is real. So, Lenora, you want to just turn out and share why is it you want to be baptized today? Well, ever since I got my Bible, um, I figured out the real meaning of getting baptized, and I wanted to get baptized ever since. Amen. 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 So, our family is here with her, and they're going to be part of this. I just want to say, Jesus is amazing. And Jesus says, let the children come to me. And what an incredible delight that the Hanley family today, and we can join with Lenora as she is baptized. We give her an option of who she wants to do it, whether it be Shannon or Pastor Steve or someone else. And who I heard you said, could you please choose James? Because I think he needs some practice. So, <laughs> so that's awesome. So I have the honor of being able to do this today with the Hanley family. And so, Lenora, can you go ahead and step on in? All right. And you can just step down to the bottom there. All right. So, Lenora, do you believe that Jesus is your Lord and Savior? Yes. All right. And do you want to commit your life to follow him? Yes. To be Lord of your life? Yes. Amen. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Amen. Well, then if you want to plug your nose and cover it, and Jesus, then in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, we baptize you, Lenora. Amen. Let's celebrate. Hallelujah. Want to come out? You got it? <laughs> Amen. Elisa, would you like to pray for God? Let's just pray for her before we jump into the next song here. Dear Lord, thank you. Is the mic on? Hello? There we go. There we go. Lord, thank you so much for the gift that is Lenora Page. Yes, we Lord. are so grateful for her. And Lord, I have seen already so much growth in her in the last few years as she has sought to learn scripture and follow you. Yes, and Lord. I pray that she will continue to have a passion for others the way that she has so far and that she will continue to shine your light to all the people around her. We are so grateful for her and I pray your blessings over her. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you. So beautiful. What? Amen. We're going to go out on a joy note. Jeff, kick us off as we close this evening. <laughs>
Amen. Merry Christmas. Joy, unspeakable joy. There is so much of that tonight as the angels sing. And if you're here tonight and tonight you made a decision to follow Christ and you kept it more private yourself and that's awesome, we get that. But there is a card in all the seats and on the back there's a place for a name, a number, or email, and a little place that says, I'm committing or recommitting my life to Christ. If you made that decision tonight, if you prayed with me, and you heard the voice of God speaking or your heart running and you ran and prayed that prayer, if you either been a first-time or recommit, would you please put your name and a number on that and drop it in one of the back boxes? We would love to follow up with you, walk along with you, and help encourage you in that journey. Or if you're here for the first time and you're thinking, man, I need some place to get ahead, we would love to get to know you, walk with you, get to know your journey, and see what, it be like, what it's like to, to come alongside you. But Merry Christmas. Thank you so much for coming. We hope to see many of you guys next week because we have more baptisms going on as well. Amen and God bless. We'll see you later.